Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. I'm going to be your host today, two times Tyler, also known as Tyler Vidito. Got my usual awesome co-guest, host, whatever you want to call them, superpowers. I just discovered one of my hosts can actually shoot a death meme up to 2,000 miles, uh, approximately, uh, I think, like 2,600 kilometers for you uh, weird measure fans out there. Uh, the death beamer himself, Nick El Chody Metal. How you doing, buddy? I don't know what kind of death beam you're talking about. I never admitted to anything. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, Frieza over here has, uh, you know, proceeded Frieza? to go to we have the Frieza fifth joining us? Chris Ayers? Yes. There's what? Chris Ayers. That's the name of the voice actor that plays Frieza. Ah, uh, you know, uh, Chris Ayers, if you're listening and you want to, uh, you know, make a spot appearance, uh, let us know. Our emails are open. And uh, the person given the open offer is there. Glenn Houston, how you doing, buddy? Great. Just, uh... Trying to stay positive, you know? Weird times. So, it's kind of up and Weird. down, but I'm feeling good right now, so that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, Yeah, it's been uh, another week, uh, fun week into the quarantine and all that stuff. Uh, mood's a little bit uh, lower than usual. It feels a little drab over here. I've realized that uh, Amanda and I have been kind of at each other's throats a little bit more because I'm used to being out during most of the day, and but now that we actually got to see each other for like more than three hours, it's like, how do we interact? <laughs> no, it's 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 freaky. But enough about me for now. Nick, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. I'm just getting through schoolwork. Um, nothing more than that, really, because right now we're just at the uh, final stretch, actual final stretch of my undergrad degree, and uh, I've got a few more submissions. And sometime next week, I will be done. This time next week, um, I will officially graduate because I'm not failing anything. And the real prerequisite for me graduating this semester was uh, passing all my courses. And um, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to pass every one of my courses, so I'm not worried about that. Um, so yeah, I will be a uh, Bachelor of Science next uh, next week. What's the full I mean degree title? Bachelor of Science in the, in the Faculty of Communication Arts and Technology in the School of Interactive Arts and Technology. That sounds way better than my degree. That's awesome. <laughs> sounds like you could basically do anything. It has the word technology in it <laughs> twice. He yep, that's can our, do anything. That's our faculty, or I guess it's more, um, the, the more common word in the States would be department. Uh, so the Got department it. is communication, arts, and technology. Um, and then within that, I'm under the School of Interactive Arts and Technology. So as a reminder for anybody who might have forgotten, or if I've never made this clear, um, we do everything from animation, web design, film, uh, graphic design, um, branding stuff, conceptual design, speculative design, architecture. Um, and I've done bits and pieces of all of that interactive art. And uh, here I am, um, almost done after five and a half years. It sounds like almost like Nobody's a there. general studies degree, but just with a very heavy technological basis. Yeah, uh, like mean, the main focus is on uh, UX and UI, uh, user experience, user interact, uh, interface, um, at least towards the um, third and fourth year courses. But we're also looking at user experience from like a, not just purely uh, an application point of view. We're looking at user experience from a product point of view from uh, we did. We have two architecture courses from that point of view. So like, how do we want yeah, keeping the uh, user in mind and uh, user centric design, essentially making sure that we're designing it for the right reasons and not for the wrong reasons. I mean, there's nothing wrong with designing a product that you want, but if you're going to do that and if you're trying to make it a business, you need to make sure that um, there's an active market for it. Uh, like people want it because if nobody wants it, nobody's gonna buy it and that's gonna go under hmm. mm, that's a, a bit uh realistic i would uh, go as and also glenn 
calling it a general study study he spent five years for this no he's oh, awesome I mean, general. no no he's spend right five years doing you know general or four years five years some sometimes six doing a general studies degree just to decide what they want to go get their masters in you know yeah so. no and he's right it's we it's uh, there's very few things that uh, my uh, school um um goes into depth on um, and so, like, everything I just listed off, I've done in some uh, fashion, like, I've had my hands in all these different, like, pots or cookie jars or whatever metaphor you want to go with. Um, mm-hmm. So there's not, I'm, I'm very much a uh, jack of all trades at this point. Um, and it doesn't help that I can't draw to save my fucking life. I can't draw my way out of a paper bag. Um, Don't worry, me neither. And um, so it, it was really a struggle for me coming to this when you have all these uh, artsy fartsy people and they know exactly what they're doing and stuff but then they can't communicate which is why haha i can speak for uh-huh. you which is why i've really found my uh, niche in terms of like being the um where you found uh, your in, voice in, in, uh, sure in terms of like all right i really like managing all these projects and connecting people and working with people and making sure that these happen these things happen so that's kind of like what I'm going to want to try and focus on and like going into more um, project management side of things because that's that's I how like I that. know you're going to be a wonderful like communications like expert in the field of technology because Thank I you. just threw like the most random curveball possible at you and made a terrible pun and you just like were like uh-huh and then kept going you know <laughs> well so I somebody mean, will say you- something stupid and you'll be like wonderful let's move on and then they won't feel <laughs> stupid but they will know that their idea is not necessary which is that's awesome man i'm really excited i mean there's always a time to address later. all the ideas but um sure yeah beyond that um so yeah that's my degree in a nutshell um but my graduation got canceled so what's so happening is dude, i'm sorry yeah my university is going to allow us to choose to attend the graduation later this year or next spring I don't think the one later this year is going to happen. I really don't think so. But the one next spring might be a possibility. So, you know, uh, I'll do the ceremony a year later, but I'll get my paper degree in the meantime. Um, But they are going to do something online later in June. And uh, I'm going to stream it. I'm going to stream the stream of my graduation. Oh, yeah. I watched a fun video, uh, looks like uh, over at a university over in China, where it looks like somebody strapped a couple of uniforms with iPads for heads. And just kind of mm-hmm. like live stream that way. That that was uh interesting, a way to do it, if you will. Uh, so yeah, Nick, you're gonna get your bachelor bachelor's degree soon. Bachelor now, I think. You know, looking. I mean, yeah, sure. I've been I've been a bachelor for a while, essentially. Technically, <laughs> I think I've had your bachelor's you, degree for a long time. It's just becoming a. He's had some padding. Wouldn't you be a bachelor the moment you turn of age, like of marriage, and you're not in a relationship? Technically, Technically, yes. So I've been a bachelor for a while. Oh, uh, you finally get a piece of paper to prove it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a piece but, of paper that'll prove that I'm a bachelor and that I can learn. So hire me, please. <laughs> it reminds me of that one little uh, interaction on Land King. It was like, guys, I'm j- I'm I'm the same old bachelor, but you knew, but with power. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Look, I just threw Nick a curveball, and his response was sure. So I'm sure. now, now I'm not sure. Sure, let's move on. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, it's been a fun week for you. I hope something interesting, something wild. Um, a decent amount of stuff has been going on. It's just been like a, like I said, it's been kind of up and down. But um, you know, the people that I have to rely on, you know, being you guys, I get to see you guys once a week, twice a week now. Sorry, once a week where we're not like, I don't know. I feel a little, I don't know. I see you guys twice a week. 
and that's wonderful. So you guys have been a great rock for me to just some, something to look forward to. I get to speak to somebody outside of the house because I don't really I'm like talking to my parents because they are wonderful people, but they I don't think they really like what I'm doing with my life. So it's always that Isn't awkward that conversation. Such a, an interesting contraction, but, <laughs> I, but. I, I, I love it when you get to say something nice, but. Yeah. Then we got, we got to slap down the heart truth. But. No, just kidding. But. <laughs> yes. No, they, but, they, motherfucker. So they just kind of move on in conversations. They're like, we need to talk to you. But I never have anything new to report. And when I do talk to them about things like the video game podcast or the DV podcast or, you know, a live stream I'm doing or what I'm streaming personally, they're like, cool. And then we just move on, yeah. you know? So The glazed eye treatment. It's uh, yeah. an unfortunate thing, and, but... And my wife is in the professional world doing, you know, a more traditional job. A and job. so they're always very interested to hear about it, you know. And so it always ends up being me sitting there while they talk to Sarah about her work, which is fine. So either way, though, I'm very looking, very much looking forward to because um, my in L.A. group that used to play D&D, um, I say used to because we moved to mobile like we do for casual quest masters. And they just weren't feeling it, so that got canceled. But I'm running a game, and I think I told you guys this earlier, but for the audience, I'm running a game with my brother, his girlfriend, who's been dating for almost two years, who I've never met, and my first dungeon mm. master. So I'm really looking forward to doing that tonight. Um, Ooh, you get to play with your first. Yeah. Isn't that a fun experience? Yeah. You get to show them all the things you've gathered, the knowledge, the yeah. moves, the swing, the stamina. I don't think I've DM'd for him. In like, I don't know if I've ever actually DM'd for him. So... I played with him Ooh. and uh, as a player and had him as a DM, but I don't know if I've ever actually DM'd for him. So it'll be it'll be fun to see how he feels about his Padawan, you know, having become a Jedi, you know. Um, right. Yeah. yeah well, so, you're I such mean, a player, you know. I'm a player? You're a player. I'm a player. How so? You're talking <laughs> about how you're always nothing but a player to him. Oh, yeah. Well, for him, I'm always a player, you know. P- hate the player, not the game. I mean, hate the game, Wait, not the what? player. Uh, no. Anyway, uh, other than that, it's been kind of up and down. I'm really hate the player, to not the game. Actually, Zulgarash uh, is coming D&D. out in a while soon, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, there's some fun things I'm looking forward to. Um, may start doing a painting stream just to do something a little different with my days, other Ooh, than game. Feeling artistic. Look yeah, at you, crafty boy. Um, I also have a couple of commissions I need to get going on. So, get a get a wig uh, and then turn into Glabros. Labras, I should. Go- <laughs> yes, please. Also, my wife has a degree in theater, and she was the wig master for a theater show that they did there. Uh, because now, there was that's so many, a fucking title right there, right? The wig master. Yeah, because there were so many wigs in that show, they literally had to have somebody who was just in charge of wigs. And that was her job, so she would be the one to kind of like help me get a good one. So. You, you would think with how crafty, uh, the, like the theater businesses and all that, it would be like Wigmeister or something like that. But Wigmeister has has oh, a I don't more know. aggressive tone to it. I don't know if that was I an like a, it. official title. That's just something I called her just now. Oh, what? It's I official. The, no, no, it's official. It's official. There's now a job out there called the Wig, the Wigmaster. Wigwam Master. Have you heard that joke the, in WoW? When he goes, I walked up to a guy. He was in a. He was camping, and said. Or he, and he seemed confused, and he said, I'm a teepee, I'm a wigwam, I'm a teepee, I'm a wigwam. And he said, and I said, relax, guy, you're too tense. No, I never heard of it. <laughs> Can you tell me again? I'm a teepee, I'm a wigwam. I'm not going to do it again. Either way, I okay. like that joke, and it's 
to me. Back in the day, uh, sometime around uh, 2010 or whatnot, there used to be uh, somebody I played with. Uh, her name was uh, Linda, and for some reason she would get such a kick out of that one joke. So every single time she seemed like she was in a bad mood, I would have to spam silly on my human paladin until I hit the one. Just hope it doesn't get the one about the movie idea. Oh my gosh. It's so <laughs> There's a joke that's like 30 seconds, 45 seconds long, and it's just basically like, hey, I'm going to make an idea that's about Lord of the Rings, except it has nothing but World of Warcraft <laughs> references. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's like, well, it's either that or the racist one about the Torns, or I can hit the racist one about, you know, teepees and wigwams. Cool. Uh, whatever <laughs> works. Yeah. It's so weird how 2004 jokes kind of aged a little poorly. Yeah, in don't translate you know? super well. <laughs> That's weird. Well, well. And uh, over in my end, it's, it's been an interesting week. I got to try something. I got to make something. I got to make something. So in preparation to accepting the loss of my beautiful Van- uh, Vancouver va- vacation. That was a fun word to say twice together. Uh Vancouver vacation. Oh God, nope. Can't do it on the first try. Vancouver vacation. Uh, one of the things I was looking forward to was making boba tea. <gasps> not making it. Uh, preferably not making it. Just uh, drinking the damn shit. Right. Uh, un- unfortunately, life is hell. Was not able to do that. And the closest thing I have is this weird bastardized version, which I talked about, I believe, sometime last year. I'm guessing exactly one year ago, maybe about 11 months ago where my local company uh, decided to introduce boba tea to the American audience, but then proceeded to essentially, instead of milk tea or whatnot, did some kind of equivalent of Kool-Aid with uh, weird flavor syrup uh, for the uh, little balls in it. And it was... Sounds like... It just screams diabetes, and honestly, I was not into it. I tried it one time, you know, just like, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Tried it, hated it. Hated it so much. And so I figured the only way I'm going to get the clo- uh, you know, something close to what I enjoyed back in the day, and thank you, Nick, for introducing me this uh, to this, because it's such a good drink when it's made properly. Uh, we'll get to that in a second here. Uh, so I looked up the recipe, and it's actually fairly fucking simple. Uh, get a bunch of uh, tapioca pearls, cook them motherfuckers, use them within two hours before they harden, get some black tea. I use... I was trying to find a, uh, I think it's called a Chinese breakfast tea, but I couldn't find that, so I had to make do with English uh, breakfast tea, which uh, has mm-hmm. a good strong uh, fragrance, but you know it's not quite the same when you're trying to go for something that's based out of uh, Taiwan. But decided to do it's that, still black add some tea, whole though. milk. It's still black tea. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just a little bit different flavor. You think somebody like me who can't tell the difference between steak is going to notice that? <laughs> Probably not. Mix it together, <laughs> add some sweetener to it, Threw it all together, and what I had was, in fact, it was bubble tea. Uh, boba tea actually went out pretty fucking good. I was very impressed. Made a little mistake, though. I accidentally made four times the pearls I was supposed to for my drinks. Uh, like, I had a good giant mason jar size thing, and I was trying to make one, like, for two of those. You know, just a small amount of moderation than a, a small mason jar for my wife. And I think I made enough to fill up six large mason jars. And that was a very, very poor decision on my that's part. That's a lot of boba. Uh, that's a lot of fucking boba. So I decided what better way to, co- you know, compensate that by putting almost all the fucking pearls in one mason jar. Uh, Nick, that was a bad idea on my part. I would imagine. Glenn, that was a very 
very bad idea on my part. So, mind you, I make this right before my wife's getting ready to start streaming. And so, I, I, I'm throwing this shit together. Turns out pretty good in my book. Uh, wife didn't, doesn't like tea, doesn't like milk. So, you know, a better way than, you know, combining the two together and giving it to her. Uh, <laughs> with uh, these weird gummy bear floating motherfuckers in the bottom of the drink. But, uh, so, you know, I'm trying to uh, suck these motherfuckers up, like, as much as I can. Because, uh, you know, there's only so much slurp you can get, like, how many pearls per slurp, essentially, up that straw. And so, before you know it, I run out of milk tea. And now I got, like, 50 of these fucking pearls stuck in the bottom of my glass. And so... While she's streaming, I'm sitting there trying to, like, quietly suck up a pearl. Well, without water or viscosity of any sort to slow it down, that's a reverse BB gun. And I immediately shot myself in the uvula, like, three times in a row with, like... Burst fire, no! <laughs> Bullseye! No record! Not to turn off friendly like... fire. <laughs> and... It, uh, it fucked my shit up. I end up having to throw a lot of tapioca pearls, but I yeah, cooked them the right way. those things are hard to keep, too. Yeah. Like, they turn stiff after two hours, so after you cook them, like, you, you better eat them fast. Yeah. In the stores, and they have them on, um, uh, you know, those, like, large, um, drums, or, like, things where they keep soup and they keep it warm? Yeah. Yeah, so they, that's what they usually store them in uh, throughout the duration of, like, you know, a couple of hours as they're doing business, and then they make a new batch as needed. So because it's constantly warm and not, like, uh, hot or boiling, but it's warm enough, it doesn't, like, harden up. Hmm. Right. And I also have to keep in mind, because uh, the tapioca pearls in general, uh, they're not very digestible, so to speak. Uh, like, they can be broken down, but it's kind of like swallowing gum. Maybe not to that extent. And I so I had that. to be careful... I can't consume too many at once because that shit will constipate you. It will, uh, it, it's like slowly working around your small intestines. And, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever touched one of those things, Nick, uh, after they started, like, uh, after that time period, they turn really sticky. Like I, I like I, I made the tapioca pearls a little bit early before I made the, or I had the tea cool down. And so I reached in to grab a couple and it was like that fucking guy from uh, My Hero Academia with those purple balls. I couldn't get them fuckers off. Mineta. And so, Mineta. sounds right. So I'm sitting there shaking my hand. Eventually, one would break free, but then would get stuck to the wall. And, you know, I'm sitting there, God damn. And my wife's like, what? I'm like, nothing. And so I'm sitting there trying to, like, pluck them. It's like, all right, shit, get off my hand. And... I'm sitting there trying to, like, rub it against the trash can and stuff, but now it's stuck to the edge of the trash can, so I'm trying to, like, power flick them into the bag, but then they get stuck back to my finger. It's like a big old booger. And then I was, I was trying to figure out what the fuck to do. It turns out I just had to rinse them in water again, just, uh, you know, get rid of the stickiness for a second. <laughs> but I have no idea what's happening in my uh, my gut right now, but I knew if I had too many of those, that was going to be bad news. There's actually a news article about a 14-year-old girl who tried consuming a very large quantity of these things and had to go to the hospital because they blocked up her system. She couldn't poop for like four or five days. Oh. And so, uh, unfortunately, there's only one solution to that, and it starts with L and ends with accidents. Uh <laughs> So, I didn't want to go that route, hence why I had to throw the stuff away. Uh, beyond that, got to work on some transitions. Uh, as uh, anybody who's watching the stream probably notices, uh, I've been having fun with uh, animation stingers, which is the thing that pops up between scenes and whatnot. And uh, 
Got to learn how to do that. Uh, thankfully, most of the legwork is done by people who already did green screen work. Uh, I think I want to try making my own green screen animation full on versus what I did. Because old Tyler loves taking somebody else's work, uh, adding some changes to it, and then boom, there it is. Uh, CMQ property, which isn't how that should work. So I figured, you know, if I could find something cool that I made myself, that would be awesome. Something to look forward to. I uh, had some fun working on animation or different transition scenes for uh, each of uh, us and whatnot. Like right now it's focused on me and have you cool cats in the background, but eventually we'll switch back and all that stuff. Uh, beyond that, though, most of my week has been kind of focused on the video game world, you know? And uh, sure as shit, look at this. It's in fact a video game podcast. <gasps> I guess. I like video games. You, you like video games? Well, but I Glenn, hate video you games. Like I hate it. Why am I even here? here? Burn him. I'm moderately neutral about video games. There, now we have the triumvirate of, uh, you know, emotions about video games. Video games suck. Hey. Video games are okay. Video games are stupid. Oh, 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 jeez. Nick, are you okay? Video games make your brain rot. Nick needs the fucking Snickers over here. (laughs) I've got my chocolate milk. I'm okay. I don't like Snickers. Oh, okay. Glenn. Video game mm-hmm. world. What's it been like over back on your end, buddy? Uh, a lot of WoW Classic. Um, WoW Classic? Guys, really? Yeah, no joke, right? Let me look at exactly what I wrote, because I want to make sure I don't forget anything. So, in ZG, uh, or not ZG, oh my god, uh, BWL, I got Doom's Edge, which is a... So I finally have two epic weapons, which is really nice. <clears throat> Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, I well feel done. good about it. And I think last week I told you guys I got Edge Masters. I think maybe two days before uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. And I owed the guy 2,500 gold. Well, I basically paid him. Like, I've earned more than 2,500 gold in assets. Um, I'm about, I think, 80 gold away from being able to pay him off and have nothing. But then I'll still have 10 golden pearls in the bank that I've just farmed. And those things go for a pretty penny, 30 to 50 gold a pop, depending on where the market's at. Um, so yeah. I'll actually have money to buy consumables, which I bring to raids now. I actually do bring potions of the mongoose and stuff like that to try and help out. And lo and behold, um, you do better and deal more damage when you bring the right stuff. So I'm super really? About that. Yeah. Uh, don't tell my guildies I wasn't bringing the right pots. I was buying the poor man's pots. But um, so yeah, paid off Edge Masters. Uh, ZG's coming out. Zulgarash, the new little two times a week raid. Um, Zolgarash, is that a, a variation of Zolgarub? I don't know what Zolgarub is. Remember, I, I oh, only have knowledge. I don't of know what the f- Garash or Garosh is like a an player or NPC slash antagonist in like five years worth of expansions from now. You mean Zolgarub, the the one I was talking about, the the mind flare flag and all that stuff. Oh no, we'll just no, call I, it ZG. Fuck it. Because I, I know no that it's then. in. I know that it's in Stranglethorn Vale. I know that the entrance uh, to Zulgarash is in Stranglethorn Vale to the south on the western con- or east. I think Tyler. Sorry, I'm Tyler's right. I just did a quick Google for somebody who doesn't know anything about WoW. It's not Garash. It's Garub. Zulgarub. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Garub. I said Garash. So sure. Yeah. I mean. You're right. Uh, it's the exact reason why we just call it ZG, as you suggested in the ZG. first place, because let's be real. Are we going to ask uh, all the uh, more simple-minded uh, more simple-minded than you, mind, uh, Glenn? Uh, I know that's backhanded. I'm just talking about the general population is not going to remember the name Zelzurub. Yeah. Or Zurub. Yeah. Or Garosh. Whatever the Garub, fuck it's yeah. called. You know, ZG. I think I also combined it with uh, uh, 
Garrosh the Dervish because I've been farming the hell out of BRD, still trying to get my SGC. So okay, I can work with you here. Yeah, uh, I did twenty five runs yesterday and saw him Holy one time. shit, dude! Yeah, I have a way. I message priest with a macro where I say I'll pay them two gold per run, and it'll take thirty minutes from when they get there. Uh, and I keep all of the items that drop and go in master looter. So I usually end up only spending about two to four gold on each run uh, after I sell the BOEs and BOPs. Um, but it's a great way to farm it because I can get, you know, in 25, 30 minutes. I've done five runs and then I'm locked <laughs> out and I go do something else and then I can come back in, you know, 25, 30 minutes and do it again if I want. Um, but the big Sounds thing... Sounds like me back in the day for a Strathome trying to get that fucking epic mount. Oh my god, I saw one the other day. We've, we've had two nice. on our server. One guy got it in the first two weeks and then stopped no playing. No shit. Yeah, and then he stopped oh, playing. And damn. the other guy got it last week and he had run it less than five times and had all blues and greens on. And the fucker came back to Stormwind and stood in the middle and we just all went, fuck you, man. Like, everyone <laughs> was so... I mean, I was really in awe to see it because it's a cool mount. Like, it's just the undead mount, I think. With yes, yep. with with fiery hoops. Baron Rivendell's uh, charger. Yeah, uh, isn't it something though that it, when people get some like some cool shit, uh, the general response from uh, depending on the type of uh, community is either holy shit, congratulations to you know he then be gone. It's like it's interesting that it's one it's, of those things yeah. where I think people felt like he hadn't really earned it. He just he did he ran. The dungeon less than five times you know oh, he like, just got lucky it's like did. that's how it fucking works yeah you get lucky it's whether or not you get lucky but, sooner or later yeah yeah it's like the one of our guys came in and i think i told you guys this but he did brd twice got hand adjusts on the first run savage gladiator on the second one hasn't had to do it again i am now over 250 runs and i have not seen savage gladiator yet so i you know when he said i got it on the second run i would there was a little bit of fuck you I felt real angry because I had spent so much time grinding that stupid dungeon, and I still am. But um, I was still very excited. And the sucky part is sometimes uh, these items aren't optional. Sometimes you actually need them in order to get yourself the the boost you need. Fury Warrior, no tiered gear. I need all drops. (laughs) Uh, It's unfortunate, but true. Yes. I I chose this, even though I didn't know it. Uh, But then the last thing that's going on with WoW this week is uh, AV Weekend. And. Uh, Battlegrounds get double rep, which is how it oh, was supposed nice. to work, because back when Vanilla was out, that's how it worked. When you did turn ends for scrap metal or whatever in AB, instead of getting one rep, you got two. And then if you won, you got a little bit of bonus rep. Now, I wonder if this would be Nick's territory if he ever somehow considered uh, WoW again, just like oh. pure PvP Battlegrounds. If you do pure PvP Battlegrounds, just go Horde. That's all I'm going to say. They win literally... 90 to 95 percent of the games they play and the why I mean, the reason that's... why that sucks is because the double rep only counts if you win so now no one plays again the cord have four hour queues to get into single av games and that's why they farm the fuck out of us when they do get the chance because their queues take forever but there i one of my horde buddies said he got too exalted with uh stormpike uh, sentinels in five games I did five games and got 600 rep. It was so bad. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's real bad. Um, And a lot of the community, it's it snowballs a little bit. People are like, oh, Horde are just the PvP guys. That's because all the maps have inherent advantages and their race is, racial bonuses 
make them fucking impossible to kill. The shaman, so much better than the paladin. <laughs> Don't give me shit. And so, like, these inherent advantages make them better, so... Uh, Alliance don't want to PvP, and then the Horde complain about their long queues, which is because of the inherent advantages. And so it's just this snowballing thing where literally Blizzard just is completely silent on it, and they won't respond. And it's making people not want to play, <laughs> you know? And so it's unfortunate, and I'm never going uh. to get Don Julio's ban because I can't get rep. In the double rep weekend, I'm getting, you know, granted, before double rep, I could get anywhere from 500 to 2,000 rep. Now I'm getting 100 ish during the devil rep weekend <laughs> what a time to be alive glenn Woo! when 2020 sucks so what better way is to try to go back to 2005 oh, which also it. apparently sucks well no it's not that it sucks it's just that i have a lot of time to hyper focus on these things uh so if you know given normal circumstances i probably wouldn't care half as much but when i invest as much time as i do because of the quarantine the you yeah. know the issues mean a little bit more but I'm, I'm still having fun with it. The guys in the guild have been really cool. I, I'm, I've found out slowly over time that there's probably about 10 of the active members that are in the Los Angeles area. So once this whole thing is over, I think I'm going to actually get to meet some of these guys, which would be really oh. cool. And I'm sure they're excited to hear your strong opinions. <laughs> well, they, they, oh, they have. You want to hear strong opinions? Woo! <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I just heard, like, the shotgun uh, being cocked in Glenn's head. Just... <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is I have strong opinions, but I've only been playing this game for eight months, or seven months, or whatever. They've been playing this game since vanilla, so they they have way more strong, well-founded opinions. But enough about WoW. That's basically all I've been playing this week. Uh, so I'm, I'm done okay. talking. <laughs> I mean... That's that's fair. Uh, we do have other games that we want to talk about that's uh, focused between the three of us, uh, including Brandon. But I figured we'd save that for last. But uh, for now, Nick, what's uh, what's uh, what's the usual score looking like nowadays? Nothing except the games that we all played. Oh, oh my okay. God, that uh, game that we played together. Yeah, that one game. Uh, then before we, the games that we played together, uh, there was more than one. Uh, then I will go over to give my uh, final recount over a little something called Death Stranding. I I I, uh, I done beat Death Stranding. I won Death Stranding. Well I, done. Uh, I saw that video on Twitter. I think it needs to go viral because it was wonderfully I, emotional. I don't know, the, the excitement that was there was palpable. It was wonderful. I uh, that was probably the most emotional I've gotten in a game for a while. In a while, like. Uh, before, you know, a game can strike emotional, you know, like, uh, I'm sad, I'm angry or whatnot, but that one was just, like, pure euphoria. Uh, to go, like, in further detail about this, uh, I got the Platinum Trophy for Death Stranding, and, uh, I think that's a remarkable achievement because that's my first Platinum I've gotten since 2009 for Dead Space on the PS3. Whoa. Uh, I, the, Why do you think for that those is? who don't own for me getting a platinum trophy? Yeah, or, why do you uh, think you, that hasn't happened since Death Stranding? Or uh, since uh, Dead Space? Is it just because you enjoyed this game that much that you wanted to play it more? Or what do you think? I don't know. I, I think it's because it feels like uh, Death Stranding, their trophies were attainable. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I had such a good setup with the game that it felt like not only could I do it, I could do it efficiently. Uh, like, for example, like the, the big trophy that I was shooting for initially was, uh, getting a five star connection with each of the, uh, the bases, which meant I had to deliver to them, make them happy, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, I, as 
previously known as the Great Connector, was able to basically set up zip lines and roads to every single place, there was no place I couldn't reach. And so it's like, okay, if I can do this and I don't have to trudge every fucking way, let's do this. Let's connect them all. And I did that and I'm like, hell yeah, there's only like five more trophies left and these are all reasonable. So like the final two that I had to go for was a collect all the collectibles, aka memory chips, like this little basically uh, glowy stuff on the ground lore. throughout all the map. Yeah. Uh, I think there was 56 of them throughout the entire game I had to go for, and uh, I also needed to uh, get each of my skills up to 60. Uh, I had four out of the five up to 60 already, the last one being uh, time-sensitive stuff, so basically I had to beat the clock on certain missions I did. And uh, for some reason, I was falling behind on that the entire fucking game, and it was causing me a little frustration because... I don't do good under pressure, under any circumstances. Like, if it if it's a fragile load, I just gotta be careful. Oh, hopefully. But if it's a time thing, it's like, cool, I know I can do this in 10 minutes. Oh shit, it's giving me 60 minutes to do it. Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. I panic. Uh, I've joked about it before, like uh, Final Fantasy VII, there's like a 20 minute timer and it takes 5 minutes to do it. I freak the fuck out. It's like, I start shouting when uh, people attack me. I'm like, dude, you're not important, get out of my life. And I'll just run. <laughs> I had I had a similar problem with Majora's Mask with the three day cycle. I like oh shit! I got three days to do this one, which is what the game wants you to think. You're like oh shit! There's a real pressure with the time limit, and because of that, I just completely shied away from doing those missions in general. But the uh, had those last two got to finish my time sensitive mission. That was the very last achievement. Collecting all the memory chips was a little bit tedious, but it wasn't a big deal. Uh. There was a bit of a problem that caught up with me uh, in the last 10-15 hours of the game, and that caused me caused me a little frustration. Uh, so, from what I can understand, in order to uh, see other people's structures on the map, you need to what is called connect to the network, which basically means uh, the the base in that area. I gotta make them happy enough, get them to like two stars. And they'll join up, they'll connect to the network, and then I can build structures and see other people's structures. You, obviously, I do that from the very uh, beginning area, the east coast of the you know this map, and I started working my way west. And each time it did that, it would load somebody's structure, you know, a bunch of people's structures at full health. Cool, that's great. Problem is though, because of timefall, aka rain that makes everything take damage, uh, that stuff started whittling, whittling down. And so by the time I got to the uh, 70, 80 hour mark, all the stuff that got loaded up in the beginning of the game started breaking down like mad. By the time I started collecting these little memory chip things, all the stuff that I built, including my zip lines through the mountains, started breaking down. Suddenly, I'm losing all the stuff that the Great Connector has been working on for the past two weeks, and they're, you know, like I'm watching stuff on the map just break down left and right all around me. And the only way I can fix that for the people's other stuff is either I can spend material on it, I'm not going to do that, or I can delete it. And if I delete it, I'm under the mindset that if I delete it, it's going to upload somebody else's structure into that thing. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I didn't check to see, you know, how many structures popped up after I delete, because I had to delete, I'm going to guess, somewhere around 100 to 200 different structures across the map that I just couldn't use anymore. They were bad. And, you know, it's kind of depressing watching me essentially do cleanup in the game where the last part of the game, I got to traverse the entire world, essentially, to find these different things. And it started causing some uh, rough slowdown. And 
but thankfully uh i got through it regardless i did the little bits here and there a lot of these locations weren't places i've ever connected anyways they're out in the boonies essentially they put uh, these little memory chips in places that you don't expect to walk out to and so mm. i did that found two missions that gave me the last few levels i needed to get the final skill and then you saw me when i turned in the last mission in the video on twitter where i just i lost my shit mm. i I didn't think it was going to, well, it wasn't that easy, but I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I, there was a point like at the 85 hour mark where I was like, I think I'm getting burnt out. I don't think I want to play anymore. I'm watching my progress fall apart before my eyes, like just walking around and seeing your structure has been destroyed or, you know, as, and, or, you know just seeing that it just felt like a constant stream of pessimism being thrown against me by the game itself. And that kind of started dragging me down, and it's like, maybe I should just be happy that I beat the game. You know, enjoyed it. But I pushed through, I said fuck all that, uh, the great connector started connecting a little bit more, and the, I got the fucking, uh, trophy. And, uh, I was such euphoria that the next day, aka yesterday, Friday for, uh, you know, audio listeners and all that, I was burnt out. I was fucking Son Goku after you used Ultra Instinct twice in a row. I couldn't, I was just smoking over here just smoldering i'm like what game do i play <laughs> i don't even know anymore <laughs> like i hit such burnout i like i sat here like listening to my wife stream over there just kind of staring forward and i'm like i don't know what the fuck to do anymore i'm trapped in this house i'm not, she's not trapped in here with me i'm trapped with her and like it just turned into this horrible mindset where i was just mad for 12 hours and straight yesterday where i just didn't know what to do and uh, Nick in the chat is uh, throwing me a couple of statistics uh, on the website that talks about PSN trophies. Uh, fun fact, out of the registered uh, PSN uh, owners and all that stuff, or people that connected to the PSN, only half the people have beaten this game after they got it. Which, you know, it's a 50-hour game. You know, it has an incredible loss rate. Uh, and then for the Platinum, there's 2.5%. Uh, uh, there's a total of 10,000 Platinum trophy owners out there in the world that's uh platinum uh dust training so wow. i felt pretty good that i was one of the ten thousand people that you know went for the the full goal i kind of sympathize with those ten thousand people a little bit more because uh they're just as crazy as i am <laughs> and now i'm trying to figure out what game i want to stream and i think i was telling nick this and i talked about it with the wife a little bit better Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out next week. I just want a game that makes me feel good. Just a nice, simple, you know, uh, sit in a hot tub kind of game. And uh, mm. we're looking for something like Stardew Valley or Terraria or something like that. Just, you know, something just to relax, enjoy myself a little bit. Mm. And uh, beyond that, though, I got to play a little bit of World of Warcraft uh, retail. Uh, played with the wife a little bit more. Played a little bit by myself. Uh, Shadow Priest apparently is fucking OP. Mm-hmm. And uh, dur during my uh, Keanu Reeves moment yesterday, I decided to get out of the house and head over to uh, a couple of friends. Uh, Nick, you know him, uh, Justin and Shelby. They were uh, getting ready to do a D&D &D session that night, and so what better way than bonding with them for an hour and a half than uh, completely ruining our relationship with Mario Party? Nice. Nice. And uh, I kind of felt bad because I've never won a Mario Party game ever in that uh, for the Switch version. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure I hopefully I've won at one point back in like Nintendo 64 days, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was looking kind of rough. Uh, they decided to give the computer hard, uh, difficulty, uh, computer proceeded to steal second place to stars, AKA me instead of first place for some reason. So it like, 
I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And immediately turn into like mega corporations are trying to keep us down. This is why we need healthcare. And like it turned into that. Me and Justin were like, okay, us underdogs need to stick together. I get two stars. I'm like, so long, sucker. I get the <laughs> bonus stars. Both of them for bad luck spaces and winning the most mini games. And it, it just out of pure bullshit, I end up winning the game. And so I get to hear the aftermath of that tomorrow for our D&D session. See how that oh, goes. Man. <laughs> but last weekend, guys, us three plus Brandon, we got to play a couple of games together. A couple of yeah, interesting games together. Oh, man. I'm, I'm interested to know if either of them will happen again. Ooh. <laughs> What's this? Somebody's interested in making something happen. Let's talk about the first one. Uh, I, I think this one's more important. It's just a personal opinion. Keep talking. Nobody explodes. What do you guys think? Is it on the menu? Can we talk? I, I think it. so. It's fine. It's <laughs> it's fine. It makes it's. I'm I'm in the mode like you are now, Tyler. Where I just want to play games that I can turn off for because I just need to not. I don't want to think about things because my my brain's going. I think about things and then I get sad or I get mad or I you know just want to be alone or I get into oh social. That was the wrong game then. Yeah, so because that game really for. The, you know, our listeners, it is, at, what is it, $10? Thank you for that, by the way, guys. They gifted me and surprised me with playing this game and just, they were all like, they had these shit-eating grins as soon as I got on the internet and I was just like, this is going to be interesting. And it was fun. Uh, yeah, but I just have to be in the right frame of mind, you know? Yeah, basically keep talking, nobody explodes. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, it's a game where you have one person who actually opens the game and they have to defuse a bomb. And there's a bomb with several different modules. And the other players, in this case, we started off with Glenn as a bomb diffuser and then me, Brandon, and Tyler as the bomb defusal experts. We just had a... Uh, experts. Quote-unquote experts. Yeah. Um, Here's a 20-page manual, go. <laughs> yeah, and we just had a 20-page manual, and we weren't allowed to see the game. Uh, game. We're not allowed to see uh, screens or whatever. Glenn had to describe us visually what he saw so that we could find the correct, like, matching module and show him how to, like, walk him through how to diffuse each. Like, which wire to cut? Like how many Morse wires does it code, have? Man. If it has specific wires, then you'd cut this wire. Yep. Uh, the Morse code section, you got to listen um, to uh, or, like, Ew. watch the flashing of the, the the beeps and then decode the message yeah. and input a right frequency. Um, different things with the button. Yeah. I got I got really frustrated in game because I was like, why is it just a flashing light? And I was like, duh, to make a game that the hearing impaired can still play. Because um, like if it's, you know, but I was like, why not offer an option where when it flashes, it also makes a sound? Because for me, that's way easier to translate into dot dash dot dash, you know? Uh, but anyway, it was fun. I mean, when was I was having a good time, I was having a good time. But when I got frustrated, boy, was I frustrated. <laughs> When Nick first spitballed this game towards me, I'm like, okay, this is a game I can see us. Now it's like, but who's going to be the person handling the bomb? And the first thing that came out of Nick's mouth was, Glenn, 100%. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, I, yes. I, I, I yes. will not deny that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm it would in. be an interesting, yeah. It would be interesting I mean, to see what that better happen. Beep, 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 beep. Than seeing Glenn's <laughs> face. When he realizes he has to somehow describe Morse code audibly. Oh, God. A that big was probably number one of my favorite with four moments. other numbers below it, and there's some buttons off to the side. Blah, blah, blah. Granted, once you kind of get there's, into the rhythm and you understand what you're looking for, it's a lot more enjoyable. The learning yeah, part it was, was the most frustrating part, honestly. It was 100% a team-building exercise for the mm. four of us because we, we I started organizing. I'm like, all right, 
you have this, you have this, you have this, and just like preparing people that have their own specific roles and whatnot, have them specialize almost at a certain point, and then we'd mix it up. It just the the idea of going from the seat to the manual was actually boggling to me. Like when I went into the chair, I'm thinking like, huh, I've read the manual, I know what's going on. Oh fuck! How do I describe this yeah. <laughs> complicated wording? It like right. that that was a fun one, and uh, yeah, we we got not all the way in thankfully because there's complicated uh, levers and whatnot that the person holding the bomb also has to do just to mm-hmm. keep things going. Uh, thankfully, we didn't go that far, but having fun like writing down uh, the memory game or or whatever you want to call it, where they give you a bunch of different the letters, you got to figure yeah. out which word. Mm-hmm. Uh, complicated complicated wiring, uh, fucking hard wire sequence i still haven't learned how to do that yet i haven't gotten the shot at that yet and uh still my favorite that fucking morse code where i'm trying to go beep 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 yeah glenn you oh, got shit. really good at beep, decoding beep, beep, beep. that maybe not like yeah. describing For it but you got I really good at decoding conveying it, it. Like, I, I was all right decoding it. i Let's think go. they want the bomb paris oh shit yeah, yeah just like two letters and for the most part it was okay because you know process it was honestly just process of elimination there's only a limited number of words it can be you know, this one has a K that limits it on the three words. Give me one more letter, Tyler, and yeah. I'll figure out. Crack if the code. If it's ST, I need mult. I need the third one. But if it's you know R O, there's only one word that starts with those two letters. Right, so that right. was that was easy enough, you know. Uh, the, the password one is the one though. I hate the most because I don't like anagrams. I'm not good with. I'm not good with where, where you have like the clicker and then it goes oh. through. I fucking hate yeah. that so much. Yeah, when I was I doing it, it, Tyler like. He, he, he wasn't even on that one, and he still got it before we He's like, sorry, did I step on your door? I was like, no, I don't care. I hate that crap. <laughs> Thank you like, for doing, doing it for the, me. It's a process of elimination quickly. It's like, all right, the second one is like 90%. The other going to be a T or a vowel. And so it's like, okay, run down these letters. Uh, the only vowel is an O. So, you know, P-O. And it's like, okay, maybe. And it's, but then you start to find ones that click. You got to run through the algorithm. Okay, look at the list. Is there any words that say P-O? And then you just run it down. Or you oh, there's eventually like, Oh, it's... <laughs> sure. Yeah, hypothetically. <laughs> uh, Poopy. But Sorry. after that... Yes, thank you. Thank you. That That's more uh, politically correct, the term. Poopy <laughs> versus potty. I need to go poopy. Uh... We played another game immediately after that. Yes, we did. I, I just I just want to preface this by saying, uh, whenever I talk about games that I will or will not play, I'm full of shit, so don't ever listen to me. Tyler, do you want to tell us about this next game? So, it was a mixture of peer pressure, I'm going to say mostly from Glenn and probably Brandon. I was not going to try to coerce Nick into making this commitment any earlier than he felt ready to, Whoa. because... If I did not hates, coerce him. I just said it I would be coerced. fun and I wouldn't. You did? I was I surprised coerced. you gave in because I only said it I would be really coerced. fun. And then I gave it, it up. It, and then you were like, guys, let's do it. It's downloading. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> Nick's wall of resistance is a two layer structure. The first one is like this beautiful Game of Thrones solid steel. But the other side, 90% of the rest of it is just cobblestone. So every time you pounded against it, he looked strong as shit. But the other side of his wall was breaking down well, immediately. Well, it, it just purely depends on the genre. Um, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't the MOBA. So I was like, ah, fine, I'll give it a shot. Because I've given the MOBA MOBAs plenty of tries. And I'm, I can't fucking stand MOBAs. I can't stand to play them. I really can't. They drive me fucking insane. I just don't so want to play fucking MOBA. 
there was no chance that we were going to get him to play League of Legends, yep. which is understandable. Uh, yep. You know, play 10,000 hours would not recommend. Uh, yep. Kind of mentality. But the auto chess version of that, known as Teamfight Tactics, is a different ballpark. It's a, you know, turn, well, not really a turn-based strategy. It's its own thing. It's auto chess. It's a yeah, strategy Same launcher, and it's different game entirely, you know? Completely different style of game. And... As somebody who's been playing a lot of it recently, because I managed to get out to gold. Hey. Hey, uh, congrats, dude. Thank you. I hit my goal. Now, I actually don't ever want to play it again until next Duh. season, but, you know. Gold. Duh. Go what? You oh, hit I hit my gold. Because it's yeah, a goal, gold and you Duh. hit gold. Ah, I'm a glad. bad joker. Anyway. So. Imagine uh, old Tyler and Brandon's uh, drinking away every time they take a shot. Glenn's uh, hitting uh, a little happy pen. Yep. And uh, like I said, Nick's two of water. us, uh, and Nick was definitely drinking water the entire time. What better way to test Nick's uh, Game of Thrones wall of resistance than repeatedly shouting, install this, install this. So Nick eventually installs it, and we started playing team fight tactics together. And Nick, what are your thoughts? I like it. You heard us. <gasps> he, you, he likes it. That's scary. But I don't That's like playing scary. with people. Yeah, I get that. You don't want to share units and all that shit. And someone's always losing. Team fight tactics was uh, it was uh, it was fun. It was good to like kind of jump into and just kind of explore and figure it out. Get kind of like uh, it reminds me of FIFA Ultimate Team, where you kind of build a team and then depending on whether uh, the players were from like you you get chemistry. So if the players are from the same country, uh, they get like a weak bond. But if they're from the same country and club, they get a stronger bond. And so like that was what stuck out to me initially, like almost immediately. Each kind of unit um, has its own uh, tags or class. And so you, you want to try and get as many of those together on the field at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. And so the biggest challenge for me is knowing what characters do what. Uh, or heroes or champions, I guess, in this case. And uh, that... That, I guess, was my biggest disadvantage because I don't know mm. shit. Um, and so that caused a lot of, like, I couldn't tell you who's got the better alt or whatever because I'm sure that even comes into play even once you're building, like, the uh, the kinds of um, uh, comps or whatever. You're like, okay, you know, I could have a gold in this, but having a silver in this, but this dude on the field at, like, uh, level 2 is probably going to do more damage with his alt is going to be more useful for my comp. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about that. The game, honestly, doesn't make it easy to learn that because there's just so much information right. coming at you in at yeah, such a cool. small amount of time right because right. you have all these different champions with all these different abilities and all these different Which numbers sad, and honestly, then you've got 20 or 30 seconds no in each break yeah like regular league of legends has like a 45 minute walkthrough to teach you how to click and point but tft is just and like all right go open the pit Throw them in. I yeah, mean, it makes, it, up. it makes sense because it's from the same launcher. So they're mostly expecting maybe initially for um, just LOL players to just come in and just transition through that and try that. Mm -hmm. So that you'd already have an idea if you've been playing League of Legends for a decent amount of time on who does what. But yeah. for new players, they're really, it's very like, it's a, it's a very steep learning curve because not only on top of building the right composition and like what kind of champions do what, and like you also have to learn how to manage economy, which is something oh, yeah. I'm absolutely fucking dog shit at right now. And that's what like <laughs> leads to my downfall most of the time now towards the end. Like I start yeah, strong. Yeah, you're really good. You almost always like halfway through the game, first or second place. 
Like, because, well, I think I was it was so you or Brandon that said you want to like make sure you match up the same units. And I'm like, okay, just look for the tags and put them together. Just slap them on the field and get as many levels. So more units, more firepower, which is what my original Sometimes that was. Works. And that worked out for the first half because everybody else is just biding their time, taking the losses and building up their reserves. Yeah. Because you get you get go extra gold for win streaks, but you also get extra gold for loss streaks. So some really good players will choose to lose about five or six games yeah. in a row, so they can econ better. Yeah, I will say and that's it part was. Of why I like that game. Like you can still lose, and still come back. You know. Oh yeah, it's like a loss. Uh, like losing around is not an immediate loss. It's like you like you yeah. start taking more damage towards the end, where it becomes more dire. Um, I will say there was one game though I played uh, maybe earlier in the week a couple of days ago where I went on like a 17 win streak or something and I finished yeah, second that game. Yeah. Control yourself, summoner. Dang, for real. That's dope. It, well, I'm glad you liked it. Now, I will say I think four people is too many to play with. The most I like to play with on TFT is two. Um, if I'm trying to win. <laughs> If it's just like, I want to hang out with my friends and we all play this game, you know, then we can trash talk and play with four people. But it'd be like that one game with us where I was out first. And then, you know, like I just like walked away and took a break, like stepped away from the computer, said hi to Sarah, like because I was out for 20 minutes, you know, like that Hell is yeah. the yeah. one downfall, you know, when yeah. you're all in a group together. Right now, the only I'll reason... Like, Hell I'd, yeah, brother, I kicked yeah. your ass. <laughs> right now, the only reason I don't want to play with anybody, and not that you guys did that a lot when we played, but then because there's just so much information coming at me, and then now all of a sudden, if I'm like, if I ask, what does this do or what should I do, I have three different voices coming at me. Yeah. And I'm like... And and you'll all have your own play styles, your own compositions, and what you should do. I'm sure, like, there's, like, the base information will be the same. Sure. But then somebody will tell me you should do this instead, or somebody else will tell me you should do that instead. And I'm like, yeah. let me just figure it out. Because now, also, on top of all of this, on top of learning the compositions, what hero does what, champion does what, um, and managing my economy, I also have to learn item combinations. Right. Mm. Yep. And, uh, there's yeah. and then there's the I patch metas, like... I would say, like, more than anything, probably the easiest way to learn anything is just to watch, find a streamer you like that plays the game and watch them. Because you'll learn more from them. Because they, mm -hmm. more often than not, know a shit ton more than any of our, you know, our friends. So, like, uh, I don't know. That's that's if, my favorite way if, to do it. Like, Disguise Toast, if you're looking for somebody. Or Skara, both awesome. Nick, as somebody who is also learning how to play to some extent, including learning the item combinations and whatnot, uh, I would highly recommend this to you. Uh, it is a application you can download. It's called TF Tactics. Uh, it's an application that basically it'll give you a small overlay over your screen, including stuff like, uh, hey, if you hover, hover over a champion you threw in the field, these are the best recommended items for him. And over on the bottom left, it shows, hey, here's a list of all the items you can make. Hey, you, you got one of those uh, giant's belts that give health? Click on this, it'll show you the combinations you can mix it. That way you, you can know what item you want to look for at the roulette wheel and whatnot. And so something like that I found was indispensable for me at this point. Uh, a lot of the more pro players, you'll if you ever watch the streams, you'll see that they have this. And it's helped me a lot to not have to look at a second screen like, okay, ah, shit, what's this item combination I need for this? Like, how, do, how the fuck do I get Last Whisper? What the fuck is that? And so that's been helping me a lot, too. Right. But yeah, but... I beyond that I had fun with it and I jumped into a couple of matches over the week uh, it does take some time mm -hmm. I've noticed and I do like that and don't like that it's a game that at this moment I can't sink my time into because one game is a time sink already but yeah. then playing one is not enough <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, it is available on your phone, and you can just play mobile wherever you are. Why would I do that when I have two screens? Well, I mean, but if you can't be at your computer yeah. and you need to be, like, on the phone with somebody, but they're, like, a really boring conversator, you just turn it on in the background while you talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Unless but I mean, confined older than three years old. Yeah, but confined to the house, it's not like... It's not yeah. like I'm never going to be away from my PC at this moment, so... I also don't <laughs> like playing games wrong. on my True. phone, except for, like, puzzle games, so... You don't want to sit in front of your Netflix machine in the, the living room? No, because that's why I have two screens. I can put Netflix on one screen and then TFT on the other. True. <laughs> that's true. I'm so happy that uh, you like a, it, buddy. It's amazing how, uh, like, overall, like, since I've been combined, uh, how much this chair has gotten worn down in general. Just because I realize I don't sit anywhere else. Like, now that I stream the PS4 games from this chair, I don't sit anywhere else anymore. Uh, this is my lair, essentially. <laughs> and it I was also- like that before, but... Yeah, I also yeah, have on. a, uh, sorry, I wanted to, like, it just popped in my head. I have a backlog of games, uh, which I'll be able to start working through. And given that my, um, I don't know what, I don't know what Eugene's going to do with his PS4, whether he wants me to send it back with him or not, but for the moment I can repurpose it. I do have a capture card. Yeah, you do, don't you, buddy? Yeah. Um, I, you know, The Last of Us, possibly give Ooh, that, yeah. if it's not, I'm not touching Death Stranding, I've watched you play enough of it. Come on! I don't want to fucking walk around for 160,000 hours. Only 80, or 98 and a half. Thank you. That's not bad. I put 250 into Dragon Age Inquisition, so... It's only 45 hours to beat it, and you don't want the Platinum Trophy. You're better than that, Nick. Because <laughs> then that'd be 10,001, and then I have to share it with you. You keep away from the Great Connection. <laughs> Listen, it, it has a... It's fine, I'll get the plat on Steam. Because, yeah, he'll be the greater connector. <laughs> I would, I would that never do such a thing. I have to play it on Steam too. Do it a se- you know, you play it a second time. That, you know what made me shudder last night? Like, there's so many things my wife can say to me in bed that just makes me. Sh- oh God! I told her I was like, I'm fucking burnt out from Death Stranding and whatnot, and she's like, just play it again. I'm like, start. O-. She's like, just start over. I'm like, start over. And I just started muttering, like, different things. Like, I started going, A, B, C, D, E, F, H. Oh, shit, I guess I'm not the start over. (laughs) No. No, starting over on a game is just, like, a game that takes 100 hours to get to the... No. No. That's why I hardly touched uh, Stardew Valley. I Like, I hate starting over. As uh, my wife goes on full-on defense mode in the chat now. (laughs) Well, and that's another thing too. <laughs> Speaking of video games that are coming out, uh, they're talking about wanting to do what to do with WoW in the new when Burning Crusade is, you know, supposed to come out. Whether they want to integrate it or have people start at level one again, a lot of people that I know are like, "Yeah, I'll start at level one." I'm like, "Dude, I've put almost a full actual month of playtime into this character. I don't care if greens are going to replace my purples. I don't want to start from level one. Do not make me do that grind again. You know, just." To start them at level 58 or level 60. So yeah. let them have that. Uh, honestly, I'm just wondering about the... It's it's it's. This is an interesting case because it's. I'm wondering about the long-term health of the game, but also not because I know it's going to do just fine. Because essentially, mm-hmm. you're everybody's just playing WoW again from the beginning. That's what's happening. As, like, as it were in that state with that patch. With retail out at the same time as well. And yep. it's... Honestly, like in like objectively on paper, it's stupid. Yeah, it's really stupid. It's, like RuneScape it's went old school. 
RuneScape went like it was like Brotherhood. Uh, sorry, uh, Full Metal Alchemist versus Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. They split apart. They're like, hey, here's the old school. Play like it's 2004 or 2002 again. But then they split off uh, in the old school and they introduced content that's only on old school. They kind of made their own stuff using the old engine and all that. And then, you know, regular RuneScape 3 just, you know, kept doing its thing. But some reason we're entering like this weird parallel time access that is wow, where people are like, oh my God, Burning Crusade's coming out. It's like, it's okay. It's 2007. What the fuck's going on? Well, that's the thing too, is that uh, apparently this was a, an actual response from Blizzard. Uh, wow classic was because so many people played on the legal private servers because they didn't like retail anymore that Sounds they were like actually. that they were like all right fine shut down your illegal servers and pay us more money so that you can play on wow classic you know i'd like so. to think that they, it's the same people that probably play like more they played retail for a good point i feel like uh they might have gotten some people to uh, start paying the money so they can keep going and whatnot, but it just feels like at this point, it's just people who are sick of playing retail, they got they got sick of playing the same shit over again, so what better way than playing the same old school shit over again? It's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it has I mean, benefits of introducing new people to content they might not have ever had the chance to, but also, it's like, are you just gonna, like, WoW Classic... I honestly thought it was just going to end there. It was like kind of like old school RuneScape. Same. Like it was like, oh wow, classic. Here's something. I mean, it makes sense that people have burned through all this content and are going to be burned through all the content. Now they want more. And so it makes sense from like a player point of view to keep them satisfied and appeased to give them Burning Crusade. But not not even logistically, like operationally, like, uh, like moving forward. What are you going to do now that you have these two different games running parallel? One might be yeah. like maybe six or seven expansions behind. Um, but like, are you going to like, where do you split your resources? Like yeah. how is like, not that you don't have to split resources it's on one hand. It's more technology. Uh, yeah. Technological where they have to make sure that servers are okay. And like making sure that things port override and reactivating some of this old content. But on the other hand, making new content and pushing forward the current game mode. Are they planning on abandoning WoW, um, uh, retail WoW at some point entirely bringing WoW classic up to the current point and then introducing WoW 2? <laughs> WoW 2, huh? Well, I mean, that was also like a big um, talking point for a long time because it just seemed like Blizzard was running out of steam with the the current way WoW was going, and so there's a lot of talking uh, talk about uh, just a full-on revamp of uh, WoW because the engine is so old that they they can't uh, contact the old the the one engineer who wrote a lot of the base code, so they just don't change anything. Like there's a lot of like old defunct code that they can't change or can't redo because they've tried to redo it and it just broke everything. Yeah, it sucks. But well, and that's what they're they're, they're sending out messages currently and reaching out to select players, as they've said, to try to determine how the community wants to move forward with WoW, uh, WoW Classic specifically. Um, and I think most players are just hoping that the, the things they fucked up on, they will not fuck up on again. Which I don't trust them to do because AV double uh, rep was apparently a beloved and wonderful thing, and now they fucked it up. So like. I, I don't know if I trust him, but I'm hoping for the best because I really do I'm enjoy gonna, the game. So I'm gonna be flat out honest. I don't like Burning Crusades one bit at really? all. Really hated it. Ah, huh. what uh, was your but favorite I liked expansion? The expansion Mister Pandar, probably the one uh, Wrath of the Lich King, 100. percent Okay, that's kind of what I thought. That's one of the best ones. And that's when Arthas so becomes that's expansion three. Right? Yes, it's yeah. number After three, and they're and they're just talking about number two. So when they talk about this, it's like. 
I mean, Classic at least had its own nostalgic feel, if not its own uh, issues and whatnot, but the expansion after that's like, cool, I guess, woohoo. Well, I mean, woo- I guess to play as a drainage shaman. And so it's like, like else, that, man? something to look forward to. Yeah, Blood Elves too, if you really <laughs> want to. They can finally introduce a city that's dead for the next 20 years. It's so dead that the alliance, like two alliance can come in, sack the leader, and no one bats an eye. Really? It's just, so it's like there was a time. <laughs> yeah, there there was a time where me, as a level eighty paladin tank, I went into Kalthas, found a spot where people can't find me, and there's no guards there, and I just started shouting just random things just to see if I could get a reaction. After ten minutes of that, proceeded to take on one versus one against the leader, the uh, Kalthas. Well, not the Kalthas, but. Uh, whatever the regent is, I fought the boss of that city by myself when it's supposed to be a 40-person boss. No one came. I beat him. <laughs> it was just like, okay, you know, cool. That's, you know, wow. it's dead. It's interesting because um, WoW came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. Yep. Burning Crusade came out in 2007. They're everybody's kind of years. Yeah. Everybody's kind of burned through this content already. Um, and I don't, I, I wouldn't know. Um, I don't know if any of you would know, but I don't know what player reactions were in general or how the community felt back then waiting three years for new content. Um, Probably the old phrase, uh, if you want somebody to enjoy your food, make them wait. They'll be so hungry, they'll eat anything. And so from Burning Crusade uh, to Lich King, there was one year, 2008. Cataclysm came out 2010. Pandaria came out 2012. And then they followed a two-year break after that. So Pandaria uh, 2012, Draenor 2014, Legion 2016, Azeroth 2018, and now Shadowlands 2020. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully. I mean, they still haven't even released, like, the... the. I think there's at least two, maybe three more raids coming out for Classic. Uh, technically three. You got uh, ZG, as we're going to agree, uh, yeah. agree and then talk AQ about that coming 20. out. Then AQ20 and AQ40, which is uh, where you fight an old god, essentially. Encourage, right? Uh, I believe it's called Encourage. A H N apostrophe Q I R A J or something like that. <laughs> Some weird ass fucking thing. And that alone is going to take a lot of time because I'm not sure if they're going to follow it like before. There was a world event, basically. Everybody had the work together to complete just to open the raid. So that mm-hmm. should take, you know depending on how dedicated these motherfuckers are, uh, between a couple of days and a few weeks. And uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to turn out, how that's going to work out. And uh, after that, they should keep them, uh, you know, complacent for at least a couple more months. But yeah, yeah. Oh, people are already, it's, it's only six weeks into Blackwing Lair and people are already just like, man, I'm burning through it. Somebody, like I told you guys, somebody did it in 25 minutes in, in a, on a European server. <laughs> it's just so stupid. yeah, Got that, uh, Looking forward to, um, hopefully people enjoy Burning Crusades when it comes out. They can start flying in the, uh, and whatever it's called. I, I know it's called Draenor, but I think there's a different name for the, uh, the actual continent that you go to when you go through the gate and all that stuff. I want to see a bear uh, bomb. A, a what now? A bear bomb. Apparently the druids a get a flying form and the bears can charge. So they set up a macro so that they would fly over Alliance and or Horde cities and in flight form and then drop and as they got close enough to the ground to target an enemy they would spam the macro and it would target them and charge and they'd take no falling damage so groups of like nice. raids of bears level 60 would just fly 
I guess they would fly from the skies. So just raining druid bears, just murdering everybody in entire cities. <laughs> I think a, a similar thing I remember seeing people do is uh, druids specifically, uh, since they can shapeshift into creatures, including flying creatures, they would uh, they would drop down as a boomkin. Uh, oh, hit a flying flare with a uh, it's called like a monsoon or a whirlwind or something where it would push somebody effectively knocking them off their mount and then they would just turn into a fucking bird and watch this guy fall to his death <laughs> and you did damage so it would count as a kill so I like the bear bomb a lot better though that sounds uh, fucking <laughs> cool as shit yeah. but yeah uh, I think we're going to push forward. I didn't uh, make a uh, tangent. I think we had a lot of tangents here about the video game world. So if you don't mind, I'd like to move over to the topic of the show, which is a question. Two questions, actually. So we got a question from somebody, uh, Nick from Michigan. First off, thank you, Nick, for your question. Uh, so in light Not of me. recent news, Nicholas from Michigan. Uh, that's, that's right. I forgot Nicholas from Michigan. Uh, so in light of recent news is come to light redundant whatever uh that a tone of mario a ton of mario remakes are on their way to us on the switch in the near future so aside from the confirmed galaxy super mario 64 and the one i'm most excited for super mario sunshine what do y'all hope to be on that list of remakes also what other nintendo games do y'all think (sighs) y'all is messing with me y'all think is up for the same treatment so is there any games that uh, you know existed but you don't touch because they're a bit old school for your taste to have a remake come your way? Cool. Uh, it looks like I have two deer in the cr- uh, the headlights. Uh, I that's a good response. I thought about it when I saw the topic, honestly, and I wasn't sure if this was... I, I don't know. I don't know which games have already had that treatment since I played them, like Star Fox or, you know, Perfect Dark, or I don't know if Perfect Dark's had, like, a remake, you know what I mean? Since I wasn't Is there any games you played as a someone? kid that you're hoping comes out for the Switch? Like a, a revamped version? Uh, see, that's what I mean. I don't know if it has Perfect Dark had a sequel on future consoles, though. Like, or do they have plans for it? Like, that's... I didn't want to be I like, no yeah, idea. Perfect Dark. You know, because I liked Perfect Dark. I love... I would love to see a reboot of GoldenEye. I think uh, 007 GoldenEye would news. be super uh, fun. They, they, in fact, made a reboot of GoldenEye uh, from <gasps> Nintendo Wii, I believe. Oh. <laughs> I would like to see it remastered on the Switch. That's what I would like to see. Me too. Me too. I think that'd be a lot of uh, there, there was a uh, remaster of uh, Perfect Dark released in 2010 on the 360. The Xbox 360? Yes. Did they? Did Microsoft just get the rights to it, or what's going on yes, with that? Yes, published by Microsoft uh, Game own, Studios. It's uh. owned by Rare, I believe, uh, which the people that made uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Donkey Kong Country, and all that stuff uh, got bought up by Rare. Or sorry, by Microsoft. Okay. And so and uh, everything Perfect that's was, like Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, and Perfect Dark <gasps> was handed off to 4J oh. Studios. Okay. So the nice, the good news is Rare retained all the rights. Thank you, Nick, in the chat. But at the same time, there's certain games that just simply can't go onto different systems. Like there's no chance in you know hell right now that uh, Donkey Kong Country is going to be re-released on the Xbox One X or whatever. Uh, it's unfortunate, but they kept certain games like uh, Conker's Band for a Day, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, and all the games that came with that and whatnot. And hence, uh, because of that, all the games or ports or remakes that have been made by them have come out on Xbox. Yeah, Thanks. so the, the, the issue with this question, uh, not that it was a bad question, but the issue with this question is that it just seems very heavily weighted in, in your favor, Tyler. Because it's Nintendo-based? Yes. So to move away from that, 
the 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 series of games that I'd really like to see come back, and I I know they have. Uh, shit! What the fuck was that? I can't what fuck was that? I don't know. Fuck off, Siri. Siri is listening. Like, what games do you hope to uh, get excited for? Well, provided a list of uh, fake that ads. Scared for the you. shit out of me. I'm not. Oh my hey, god. Um, I know there was a remaster for the Jack and Daxter series, the core series that they put out on PS4, and I I'm gonna try and give that a playthrough. Um, I'd really like to see the original Ratchet and Clanks because those were like the games I played the shit, shit out of. Um, the original Crash Bandicoots that was got a remaster recently for the Switch. Uh, Crash mm-hmm. Team Racing. Um, I want to give Spyro a try because uh, I never played Spyro. Um, really? Never played Spyro. Um, I think you'd love it, man. What else? Um, I'd really like to see the fucking Sinnoh remakes happen, but that's just no? me. The, Generation the, 4 the games. Sinnoh what? Sinnoh uh, Sino region uh, remakes. Sure. Oh, si- Pearl Platinum. Pearl Diamond Platinum. Oh, just say Pokemon for God's sake. Well, I was, mm. I was being very specific. Uh, you were. Um, yeah. I'd really like to see them get a reboot. Not a reboot, like just a re- because Platinum is my favorite Pokemon game, personally. Really? For me, it is right. my favorite Pokemon game. I put 250 hours into that game. Uh, that was my first game that I was actually playing knowing what I was doing. Got it in 2008 for my DS Lite that my sister threw a remote at my head, aiming for my head, but it hit my DS screen and broke the hinge. Um, I oh, don't know why she was aiming friend. for my head with a TV remote that she f- she chucked at me at full speed. Thankfully missed, because that would have been a different uh, accident, and it cracked uh, the LCD screen on my DS Lite and broke the hinge. I can just imagine it, it now. 12 years ago. <laughs> You're not mad about it, it still. <laughs> it hits you in the head hard enough, but you keep Pokemon so like, Hello, I'm LR11er, and I love Pokemon. Um, <laughs> what else? Um, yeah, I, I really like retro 8-bit games, but I found that I don't like playing old games because I'm spoiled. I like, like, the most That's I fair. could do is Stardew Valley or something in that, like, vein in terms of art style. He knows what it is, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, art style is one thing, but then in terms of affordances and actual gameplay, like, user experience, like, the how the user's gonna feel and how the player's gonna feel playing it, I find it hard sometimes going back to, like, older games. And, like, I think as low-tech or retro as we've gone that I've enjoyed recently, at least, in, like, the last two years even, was Squidlet. Fair. That's fair. God damn it, we need Super Squidlet ASAP. Because we played, even when we played um, the Master Chief Collection with Halo Reach, um, as a shooter when I was playing the PvP, the fact that there was no automatic sprint all the time, like you actually had to pick up an armor ability for it, or you couldn't like mantle yeah. up on like l- short ledges, like that was, it was um, player affordances and player conveniences or quality of life things that I didn't think that I would miss as much. You know, because you're you're so wrapped up in this nostalgia, you're like, this is a great game. And for sure, these are all great games, any game that you might be thinking of. It's just that now, if, you're, if you've been a current gamer and you're playing recent things and you go back to those, there are things you're going to miss, or at least that's how it is for me. And it just makes it hard playing old school games. And it's not even about graphics at that point either. It's just about the actual quality of life, the actual gameplay. And in regards to the question being weighted a little bit towards me, uh, I think I also have to come with a bit of a handicap here because if there's one company that's well known for remaking their old titles in order to make more money, the biggest name I think of is Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And so you, you're talking about, like the question asks, uh, what do I hope is on that list of remakes? Well, 
all the ones that really would want, they they already fucking did for the most part. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. You know, uh, Ocarina of Time. Hey, we made a 3D version of that for the 3DS. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see eventually a version of like that on the Switch or something like that. Uh, you know, Super Smash Bros. Hey, gotcha. Three different fucking times, probably four. Uh, just like thinking of those kind of games. Uh, and let's be real, a lot of the older Mario games, unless they come with a certain type of flair, like say Sunshine or whatnot, uh, Super Mario 64, I'm okay with it staying where it is because we got Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Odyssey, like the yeah. same iterations given a fresher, different thing of levels. I don't want to play the same old levels right, over again right. like that. It's it's kind of like the but, same thing of people remaking movies or rebooting movies because they know it'll sell and they don't actually are not actually good movies. Some things I don't like. I can understand, um, like with the Pokemon games as an example. Um, like with Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, I'm only asking for a remake uh, or like, because that's kind of been their trend, A. That's been their, you know, the way they've done things, you know, every couple of generations, they'll reboot the previous generations and bring them up to like current standards with an updated Pokedex and stuff. And I'd really love in higher graphics to be able to explore that world again, because it's been done before and that's what they've done. But in terms of taking like a long running series and just like, hey, we want more money. So we're just going to redo this. And I'm was, like, let's go essentially just a remake of this game. blue, red, and yellow. But it was a blue, red, yeah, uh, kind of reboot, okay. but it's a spinoff. Okay, cool. There's a couple of games, like I said, ones that have the extra flair that kind of make them uh, maybe more spinoff than anything. Like, uh, I always joked about how cool it would be if there was a new Snap game. Uh, maybe huh. not a remake so much as like a sequel. Yeah, just like a version where you can take a picture and whatnot. Uh, using the Switch gyroscope features was pretty cool. Yeah, but I think that uh, like it, the Pokesnap, uh, uh, I've never played it, but then looking at people talk about it just in general every now and then, and also looking at the technology they had then and what they did and the technology we have now, that's a game that makes sense to be remade. It makes 100% sense to like remake that, that game. much better. Yeah. Unfortunately, their uh, commercial partner won't be able to profit like they did when the original game came out because their big thing was like, hey, you can take pictures, take the memory card, go to a Blockbuster and get it printed out. And this is the picture you took in game. Her, her, her. Rest in peace, Blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> so. Take it uh, to a Redbox. Another- <laughs> take- yeah, take it. <laughs> can you imagine that? Partnership uh, uh, another game a game series has come up to mind. It comes with a couple of caveats because I don't want this company to get more money. <laughs> but if they could somehow do a remake of the uh, original quadrilogy of uh, Metal Gear Solid, that would be great instead of selling me the original ports. Right now, Metal Gear Solid 4, there's two different ways you can play it uh, legitimately. PlayStation 3, PS Vita. Both are dead as shit. So if I get, you know, if I wanted to play it nowadays, if I wanted to stream it, guess what Tyler has to do? He has to find the. Uh, has to. Yeah, I don't have a PS3 anymore. It's long gone. Okay. And I'd either have to break the fucking glass to my uh, emergency fire extinguisher that's the PS Vita up there, or I'm gonna have to emulate it. You know, when you said uh, that you were gonna nail the PS Vita to the wall, all I imagined is you just having Amanda hold it up there and you pull out a long nail and just go. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I pull out, like, a three-inch nail, like, ooh, this is too short. And I pull out, like, a five-inch one, I'm like, yeah, this will do. Just <laughs> right through the fucking screen. Um, which is why I think, um, in terms of, like, the whole uh, compatibility issue as well with consoles, um, I think that's the one, putting aside, like, everything else, the one good thing that Microsoft has done with Xbox is work on their backward compatibility program and, like, 
you know, they might not have been doing well as a console overall, but I think they were thinking about bringing this kind of experience where instead of, uh, like giving you the option to be able to play these games from the original Xbox, the 360, and also the Xbox One on one place. And they've sort of laid that foundation and expectation, and I hope they follow through with that moving to whatever comes next. So, like, you wow. don't have to... Wor and I know the PS5, I think they've talked about it. They want to do that as well, which is good because, again, this is where competition is good. Yeah. I have so many PlayStation Ugh. 2 and 3 games that I would love to play again, but I just... I want to play SSX Tricky, man, and I don't want to play it on that, you know? I want to play it on this with an updated patch that I download on my PS4 and or PS5, uh, whatever right. it's going to be. So I'm, uh, yeah. Because there are definitely some Another games like with my PS2, sorry, Tyler, but last thing about that is with, with my PS2, like, uh, as much as I might want some of these quality of life upgrades and as much as I might find it hard to play older games, I still want to, like, have that option to be able to play the old version. It, as weird as that it is, as like uh, hippo, wow classic, uh, hypocritical <laughs> as that might be of me. Well, wow, classic never got a graphics update. It all looks the same, fucking to me. Anyways, it all looks like it's fucking. I can't stand okay. it. Okay, it's um, amazing. Um, you, you be nice. I'm. Are you guys having fun with wow? Yeah, that's all yeah, that I'm matters. That's all that matters. Fuck what I say. That's I'm a true. piece of shit. I'm a hater. <laughs> um, but like, I'd I'd like to be able to go back and experience like this is what it used to be like. Wow, I really like it, or I really hate it. You know, um, and Halo did that really good with Combat Evolved. I don't know if this is there for Halo 2 for the Master Chief collections, but with Combat Evolved on the controller, you press a button and then it automatically switches between current graphics and old graphics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They did with the with the with the, hey, uh, the masterpiece collection. As yeah. Well. One last uh, game or game series I probably could think of, and going back to the Nintendo, something that I feel like uh, they could totally go for, but some reason they've chose to create a bunch of sequels that have made it fall dead in the water. Fucking Paper Mario. Bring back the original Paper Mario for the 64, or better yet, Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door for the GameCube, and bring that back. Like, I think the Thousand Year Door. It would just be a just a smooth port over, I'd like to think. And that would be amazing. Yeah, because it keeps it just, the same it, essential art style, you know, right? 100%. Uh, yeah. Same art style. The, the original Paper Mario was a, a bit archaic. You know, you, you got to understand this game came out in the 90s. But I think they perfect, perfected the style and animation with their second game came that second game that came out for the GameCube. But then they started going for uh, Super Paper Mario, which... Uh, was completely different because it turned it from a turn-based RPG over into a uh, action-based RPG. And that was weird having to actually jump on your enemies versus choosing to do so. Mm. And that was... I'm willing to work with it. It was still a decent story. The script was great. But then they started going way the fuck wrong uh, with different shit like Paper Jam, uh, Sticker Star, and all that stuff for the 3DS and the, I believe the DS. And they just went so much in the wrong direction i was like holy shit this game has no hope it no one's having fun with this how and then they yeah are you going to how do you i don't know how you think you're going to react to the new ui of final fantasy remake because it's not just the new ui it's some character design it's like a different combat system are you worried that that is going to be a negative experience for you or are you okay, kind sure of okay with the previews of what you've seen I sure in hell hope not, because I played the first hour and a half of the game already. Oh, okay. That's uh, right. I forgot that, that you had previewed it. Yeah, that's my bad. I completely forgot you had already done that. I was just like, oh no, 
He doesn't like when things change if it's a classic remake. That's a really well, different game. <laughs> I mean, the way they changed it with the Paper Mario series is they added different styles. I mean, the the fighting mechanic, it was just that one game of going from turn-based to action. Uh, they started adding stuff like uh, the most infamous one in my head is called Toad Hunts. Where in order to complete an area, you would have to find those little fucking toad motherfuckers in different spots and just try to collect them from an area just so you could progress. And going from, uh, you know, trying to play the game, enjoying the script to like, great, I get to search for these, <laughs> these motherfuckers. It's like, it, no, get out of here. So I got so much hope when they made a cool looking version. They brought back the art style. The script sounded spot on with Paper Mario Color Splash for the Wii U. And they fucked up royally. <laughs> and it, 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 like, it, I got so much hope for it, but then they goofed up because, A, they took out experience entirely. So anytime you got into a fight, it didn't matter. You're not going to get any benefit out of it whatsoever. You don't become stronger in any shape or form. And then they made it, uh, your attacks and whatnot a limited option. You had to collect cards in order to use the cards to attack or do spells. And so, turning it from a RPG to, I gotta collect all this stuff just so I can go into this area and be ready just in case I need to get into a fight that I can avoid, because there's no benefit to it, it was just frustrating. Just give me the simple HP, MP level shit, let Mario spin around like a piece of paper, and I'm happy. It was, I thought it was simple, straight to the point. And, you know, I'd say Final Fantasy VII, but, I mean, here we are in one week, right? <laughs> You know what's, but, um, yes. I heard with Final Fantasy VII that physical copies are on sale right now, but they're refusing to ship out, uh, the, or unlock the digital copy early, uh, version despite the physical copy being available in stores. Yes, I am well aware of that, and Nick and I, Nick in the chat and I are very upset because I'm getting it digitally, and he was trying to pre-order it physically. He can't because they're no, you know, they pretty much barred it because of uh supply issues but anybody that's bought it you know as soon as it came out they tried pre-ordering it they're sending out those copies early and apparently a lot of people have found fantasy 7 right now and so mm. he he has to wait until pray the god that there's a physical copy somewhere near him and i gotta wait until the release date which you know this is i don't know what do you want to call it choosy beggar i guess you can say if those people, you know, that are suffering on the same condition as I am, uh, I should be able to get the copy early too. Just release it early. But whatever, I guess. I'll wait the full week. And uh, for those who are in trying times, if they get a chance to get it early, then good for them, I guess. Mm. Eventually, the people that the group that would get screwed out then is the people that couldn't pre-order a physical copy, and so they either have to get digital or they wait probably longer than the release date for a physical version to appear. So it's like, somebody's going to get screwed over in the setup. I might as well be okay with it that it's me, essentially. And uh, pray to God that uh, it works out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, opinions. It's, I'll uh, be able to hope that maybe not get a full-on review. But since, hopefully, I can maybe get a platinum or something like that. Uh, that way, uh, much like Death Stranding, as uh, Nick said uh, months upon months upon months ago, uh, I can't give a proper review of Death Stranding until I give it the completion it deserves, so I can give an educated opinion on it. That's not so what I said. So that's exactly what I... F mm. wh what did you say, then? I said you can't review a whole game if you only played a few hours of it. All I meant was you have to preface what kind of review with how much time you've played. Oh, boy. The reviews okay. I will give, then, huh? It's an okay game. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited I could get to a hear, like, a full-fledged 
you know, 100 plus hour review with a platinum trophy of that game, you know? I think that would be valid. And if I could get a thousand words for every hour of that game that I played and get, well, no, that would be uh, 98,000 words. And I can just say it's an okay game. You'd still finish your review quicker than fucking G.R.R. Martin will put out the next Game of Thrones book. Fair, fair. Uh, Not that I read. Who reads? <laughs> Did you Who mean- fucking reads nowadays? Wait, J.R.R. Martin? G. Yeah. G-R? Yeah. His name is George. George. R. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said J, and I was like, I think you just mixed George R. R. Martin and J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we start to wrap this beautiful episode up? Oh, yeah. Oh, wonderful. All right. All right. Well, Nick, if you don't mind, could you take care of game releases? Not a problem. First, I got to educate myself on what games are actually coming out. Oh, look at this. I have a handy dandy list. Um, starting okay. off April 7th, uh, we've got a game called Below, uh, coming out on PS4. Um, this game is already out on PC. Uh, Below is a solitary journey through the haunted depths of a forbidden isle. It is a dungeon crawler, uh, with a top-down view. Looks kinda, kinda cool, actually. I like the art style, but this is getting its console release now, and it's coming out on the PS4 on the 7th. Um... Next, we have Disaster Report 4, Summer Memories, April 7th, PS4, Nintendo Switch, PC. I didn't know there were four of these games. I didn't know there was one of these games. It came out for the PS4 in Japan in 2018 that's apparently finally making the American audience. Uh, It's a Japanese game. Action-adventure game developed by Granzella. It has a... it has a semicolon in it and the number four. How can it not be a Japanese game at this point? I like, mean, there's no the criteria, XD it, and there's no like weird names or combinations names. Well, no then fantasy, we know it's a Square Enix game. <laughs> yeah, like it's it just seems like a normal title, so I didn't want to assume this case. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's an action adventure uh, uh, game. Uh, as Tyler said, came out in 2018 already uh, for uh, the PS4. And for the Switch last year in Japan, and now we're getting the worldwide release on PC, Switch, and PS4. And then finally we have the, um, just a little game here, Final Fantasy VII, uh, coming out April 10th officially for the PS4. Hmm, that's crazy. I wonder, uh, Glenn, can you review that next week? Like okay. It was first thoughts at the release. Uh, uh, let me, what's it called? Final uh, Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII? I will remake never remake. Could? I will never review that game. You'll never remake it. How dare you? I will Please, never do. Get yourself with hired by Square Enix. You'll never do it. I'm drinking Coke through a coffee mug. Yeah, what the fuck? Actually, <laughs> me, like it's me, that one time coo- I just randomly started drinking coozy. hot sauce. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Apparently, jeez. Glenn, what game are you talking about? What do you mean? What game am I talking about? Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. You just said you won't do anything. I just had you say it. Haha, caught gotcha, you. Oh, you. Oh, you sneaky suit. Sneaky you. boy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, clever girl. <laughs> so, and if you don't mind, Glenn, I'd like to give a shout out to our one game that we got a birthday this uh, this week. Uh, for the podcast uh, episode that's going to be coming out April 6th, uh, right now, uh, this Monday or Monday today, if you're listening on the podcast, we have one game we found an important game. Changed the whole world. Not really. So, happy birthday. Happy fifth birthday to Hoonipop. Or Honeypop. Is it Hoonipop or Honeypop? Honeypop. It makes sense that it's Honeypop. For some reason, I always called it Hoonipop. Okay. I usually, uh, like, when I say the title, it's like, 
completed that puzzle. <laughs> uh, that's true. That that's that's a game, huh? That's a, it it's a game. It's a it's a. If you like Bejeweled and you're over eighteen, you should try out this game. Oh man! And don't forget the Steam version is not the true version. Don't forget to download the proper version that gives you the most clear picture you can ask for. Anyways, uh, I think that's going to be it for episode 94. Uh, happy birthday to the Honey Pop, which uh, actually kind of gives it a bit of a different meaning now that I think about oh, it. Oh, uh, Oh, my. Glenn, did you just preview it? What's going on that here? That was a light yourself. bulb. That was a light bulb. I was like, oh, my God. What's that? You're going to... Oh, Glenn's going to stream Honey Pop next week? It's actually, one of, few games. It's actually one of the few games that's banned from even being it's a category. Banned? <laughs> it's banned from Twitch. It's banned on Twitch. Yeah. What? Why? uh, uh I was um, waiting. I thought you were gonna say why. <laughs> I was like, "Well," but then you said why. I'm like, "Oh boy!" I asked Hands together, it, so. deep inhale. Uh, explicit content. Uh, that's uh, a good way to put and it. stuff. Yes, yeah, and they're, stuff. They're, oh man. Let's just say my artwork would be uh very well uh, showcased on that. Okay. Have you ever wanted a dating sim where you uh, get the, through those dates excellently by uh, playing Bejeweled? No, well, it's obviously pretty challenging no. at some part, at some points, but they make you work for it, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah, you work for it. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. Uh, Nick, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitch and Instagram at lr11. You can also find me on Twitter at lr the eleventh. All letters. Um, what about you, Glenn? Where could people find you? You just a little Shatner there. Just an odd pause. Where can we find <laughs> you? Um, you can find me on Twitch at Raiseth, R-E-E-Z-T-H. Um, and then on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Glenn with two ends. Houston looks like Huston. Where can we find you, CMQ? Hello, it is I, CMQ. <laughs> you can find us on uh, over on Twitter at CMQ Network. Uh, CMQ Network. Uh, cool name. You can also email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com, or you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Casual Master Quest. Uh, most importantly, though, if you want to join the Discord where you can ask questions much like Nick from Michigan, Nicholas from Michigan, because uh, it, the name part uh, got stuck with one of the co-hosts, uh, or you can just enjoy DMD memes. You can talk about video games and whatnot. We like to shit on a lot of bullshit that's been going on. Or just in general talking and have a good old time with the community. Uh, go ahead and check out the Discord. The link to be invited is actually on the Twitter at CMQ Network. Just look, uh, look for the link tree uh, link. Click on that. Find the Discord. Welcome. Easy as that. Excla- or, sorry, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Uh, last but not least, we do have a D&D podcast called Casual Questmasters, where we're currently trying to figure out uh, how to survive a village that is being ravaged by frost giants. Uh, we also had a couple of weird moments where uh, one of the characters trying to introduce uh, human compassion embraces, also known as hugs, to the Goliath population. Uh, there's a lot of Goliath uh, issues going on. and uh, we're They are quite large issues. Quite large issues. One would say they're giant issues. But we're dragon on, like adult dragon on. Uh, and I think that's going to be it. That was episode number 94. That was Nick. That was Glenn. This was Tyler. And that was Casual Master Quest. I think that's going to be it for the show. Thank you guys for listening. Hope to see you on Thursday if you want to enjoy D&D. And don't forget to never stop the grind. We'll see you next week, guys.
The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.